It's playoff time and the usual suspects are heading to Vegas for the championship. And our partner, BetOnline, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of Gatorade, BetOnline is your number one source for championship wagering. Head to BetOnline and join today to get in on all the action. BetOnline, the game starts here. Altuve is back for life. Let's talk about it right now. What's up, H-Town? Welcome to the Believe in Astros podcast. Your home for all things Astros. With your hosts, sports writer Jeff Balky and Astros broadcaster and former third baseman Jeff Blob. Now, here's Balky and Blubber. What is up, Astros fans? Welcome to episode 102 of the Believe in Astros podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I'm Jeff Balky flying solo. I just want to let you know that I already have recorded this podcast once, except guess what? My microphone wasn't on. These are the kind of high-tech things that you should come to expect from someone like myself. Uh, So, I'm back. (laughs) You don't know it. You'll never see the audio of me just going like that. (laughs) You'll never see that on YouTube. You'll never hear it. Well, there's nothing to hear, right? So let's try this again. Um, I know it's Friday. People say, don't record podcasts on Friday. But look, we got a lot to talk about. I'm going to try and break this down to an abbreviated version so you're, you can get on to your weekend festivities, Mardi Gras weekend, for example. Uh, so first of all, let me just do a quick shout out. <clears throat> it's like deja vu. Uh, let me do a quick shout out to the Houston Texans. And boy, that's a weird thing to say, isn't it? Um D'Amico Ryans came one vote shy of being coach of the year, which is uh, terrible. Um, but C.J. Stroud, your offensive player of the year. Will Anderson Jr., your defensive play, rookie of the year, I should say. C.J. Anderson, rookie of the year. Will Anderson Jr., C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson Jr. I'll get this right. Listen, I got it right the first time. I got to get it right the second time. Anyway, the Texans have offensive and defensive rookie of the year, and Andre Johnson is going to the Hall of Fame. And that might be the best part. Look, Andre Johnson is the best of Houston, right? He's amazing. Congrats to all the Texans for all that. I will mention I'm still a little sniffly, a little right now. So you'll pardon me. Sometimes I might have to scratch my face or something like that. You won't hear it if you're on a podcast, so who do you care? I'm really just speaking to you YouTubers. Um, by the way, keep the comments and the subscriptions coming on YouTube. You guys are freaking awesome. Okay. The big news this week, Jose Altuve signs a five-year extension that should keep him here as a Houston Astro for the rest of his career. It's a, uh, it, it starts after this season. So that's a six years total that he'll be with the team through age 39. He could reach 3000 hits. I think we've all kind of established at this point that Altuve is, um, the greatest Astro of all time. No disrespect to the Killer Bees and Biggio and Bagwell. But Altuve, listen, the the World Series, I think, kind of trumps everything. Um, he's just been spectacular. And listen, he's still really good. This is a guy who's still very – he's a plus defender at second base still. He's still got good speed on the base paths. And he's a great hitter. Like, not good hitter, great hitter. And – that's the kind of thing because he's not generally a power hitter. Seventeen home runs last year. He's not a guy that you know cranks a ton of home runs. He's a guy that can should be able to consistently hit well throughout the course of the rest of his career, which now will 
be here in Houston. And it also solidifies him as one of the true Houston greats in terms of athletes. I mean, when you think about Altuve and you've got Bagul and Biggio on the Astros, you've got Akeem Olajuwon, uh, you have Clyde Drexler, obviously went to U of H as well. You've got Andre Johnson now in the Hall of Fame for the Texans, J.J. Watt, who will, I'm su- I assume will be going in the Hall of Fame. Um, you've got Simone Biles, who, by the way, is just ridiculous. Carl Lewis. I mean, there's, you, you know, Guy V. Lewis, who coached it uh, at U of H. Now maybe Kelvin Sampson. I mean, you've got a lot of people, and I'm sure I'm leaving some out. <clears throat> Warren Moon, we can go back to the Oilers. These are some icons, and Altuve is among those Houston icons, and now we'll stay here. Hopefully, he'll be here and just retire as an Astro, uh, which would be phenomenal um, because he'd be one of the few. I mean, like Hakeem Olajuwon, remember when he played for the Toronto Raptors? Remember how ridiculous that was? I mean, he went from one set of pajamas, the, the pinstripes, to another set of pajamas with a cartoon dinosaur. That was unfortunate. So hopefully Altuve will remain here the rest of his career. It's great for the Astros. It's it's great for Altuve. Five years, $125 million. Um, he should be here through the rest of his prime of his career, which I don't think is really closing that much. I think two or three more years, he probably... Look, I think the first thing we'll see is speed on the base pass. We've already seen a little bit of a decline in that, but he's still very good defensively. He's still going to continue to be a good hitter. Um Beyond that, we have Mauricio Dubon winning his arbitration hearing, which good for him. I think it's three and a half million or something he'll get this year. Uh, Joe Espada has said he wants to continue to distribute Dubon's playing time around. He's not going to just exclusively try to play him in center. He wants to give, and I think he's going to use Dubon to give guys days off. I think that's going to be a new thing we're going to see from the Astros this year. Um Doobie can play multiple positions. He can play short. He can play second. He played a little bit of first, obviously. He can play all over the outfield. Um, he's obviously going to be a good pinch hitter uh, uh, off the you know off the bench. I think it's just in general, this is uh, it's great to have him back. It's great to have him getting his money in arbitration. I don't think they were that far apart in terms of money. It wasn't like one of them was, you know, he was asking three and a half, and the Astros were offering. Uh, you know, 50 grand. I mean, I think they were pretty close. So that's done. So now to quote the Foo Fighters, done, done on to the next one. Um, what's up with Alex Bregman? Alex Bregman is a free agent after this season. We all know that Scott Boris is Jose Altuve's agent as well. He spoke to the media who, and he told them, Hey, Alex Bregman's kind of a different animal because of his age and, and everything else. I think he's likely to test free agency, but look, what would a Bregman deal look like at 30 years old? If you were to sign him to an extension, which would take him beyond this year. So let's say he wants nine or 10 years. The Astros have never given, I don't think their biggest deal has been six. Let's say the Astros come back and offer him seven on top of this year. That would put him through his year 38. That's a long time. I mean, it, you could make a really good argument that it's too long, but there are guys getting eleven-year deals till they're forty-one. You know, right now it's, it's stupid money out there. So the question is, what if they offered him seven? I don't know if I would go for it, but 
you know, to solidify your third base. And let's be honest, the Astros don't have anything at third base right now. Zach DeZenzo, we I've talked about him here on the podcast. He's a potential third baseman base replacement, but he's not a phenom coming up. He's not like a, you know, he's still making his way through the system. Um, they don't have a top level prospect at third base. So you could make the argument that, Hey, uh, keeping Bregman might be necessary to keep the quote window open. You know, Jim Crane has said the window as long as he is owns a team, the window's open. Um, I'll talk about that in a minute, but the Bregman issue is, is one that is <clears throat> of substance just simply because they don't have anybody to back him up. You look at Kyle Tucker, nobody wants to lose Kyle Tucker. Now, he has two more seasons before he's a free agent, so we've got a little while. But if you're going to offer Kyle two things about Tucker. Number one, you could offer him eight years right now. He's 25, I guess. And you're, he probably will still have another contract in him when, he, when all is said and done. See, Bregman, I think he wants his last deal. I think this, this is it for him. He wants a deal that takes him through the end of his career, right? Um, I think he's going to have a great year. It's free agency year for him. So if even if the Astros do not get him signed this offseason, and I'm not optimistic about that, um, you know, there's no reason to think that he's going to want something shorter. And there's no reason to think the Astros possibly couldn't figure it out. We'll see. I do think Tucker is a more viable option. Dana Brown has said on both players that he has talked to their agents and he's he said he wants to make an extension offer to Bregman. I'm sure he wants to do the same thing with Tucker. With Tucker, it's a little different. I mean, you might give him longer years just because he's younger. Um, but the Astros are loaded with talent uh, in the outfield. You know, Jacob Melton just barely missed the top 100 MLB prospects, really. I mean, you just barely missed it. So what do you do, Astros fans? Like, what do you do? Um, I'm not sure I know. I mean, I if it were my money, I don't think I would give the money to Bregman. I think I'd make some deal to try and bring in a third baseman uh, and, and I'd let Bregman go, or I'd try to deal him. I think I would try to sign Kyle Tucker. I think because listen, if you sign Kyle, T let's say for now you get a Kyle Tucker on a nine year deal, right? Through age 34, 35 with him. Nine years, let's say. So you sign him for nine years. Uh, and now your outfield, if you're willing to play Jordan a little bit more, your left and right field are set, right? Your center fielder right now is Chas McCormick, and that's great. I mean, they're going to play Jake Myers out there and see what he can do. But even that, you have rotation guys. Maybe Jacob Melton comes up and becomes your everyday center fielder. Chas moves to left, and Jordan gets rotated in and out. Maybe they work in Jordan and figure out a way to play him at first. I know there's been talk about that in the past, and then when Jose Abreu is gone, you move him there. I don't know. But <clears throat> Tucker really offers them a lot of flexibility, man. And it's his age. But I don't know. It's The Astros are always squeamish about those really long-term deals. But I think one thing we can put to bed, and I do want to talk about that, is anyone who says Jim Crane won't spend money. I mean, come on. He spent $95 million on Josh Hader. He's spending $125 million on Jose Altuve. He's going to go over the luxury tax threshold. I think this offseason was kind of weird because it's dragged on. You know, the hot stove wasn't all that hot. It was pretty lukewarm, quite frankly. I mean, there's still some big names 
on the free agent market. Cody Bellinger's still out there. There's some pitchers that are still out there. So I think it's taken a while to get them to this point. And look, we may not have signed Josh Hader if Kendall Graveman stays healthy. I mean, I still think, you know, you want them to be aggressive, even if Graveman is healthy. But I think that was sort of the final nail in the coffin of them going, hey, we really need bullpen help. They're going to have bullpen help in the in the you know long relief category simply because they've got an overflow at at starting pitching. Even now, even without uh, Luis Garcia and Lance McCullers will return probably halfway through the season, you're still going to have an overload there. You're going to have already six or seven <clears throat> potential guys for five spots, and then of course there's probably going to be injury. So. Um, you, I feel pretty good about their bullpen. Hey, what happens with Forrest Whitley? I learned, you know, as a friend of mine said, you never trust that Forrest Whitley will do anything, but who knows? The thing is, is if the Astros are solid at the back end of their bullpen, which they clearly are, they can manage the front end of the bullpen. Uh, they have plenty of options there. <clears throat> they will have one of the best bullpens in baseball. Um, so they may not have signed Hayter, but they did. And now they have this incredible bullpen. And Jim Crane, like, said, yeah, we're going to spend the money. Look, the thing about Jim Crane is he doesn't want to spend money willy-nilly, right? He doesn't want to be the Mets or the Padres and just throw money out there. He wants to be a smart spender. And listen, no one can argue with his success. Has the marketplace changed? Yes. There's no question about it. If you go back five, six years and you look back at the contracts that were given out, <clears throat> you didn't have multiple of these huge contracts being given out, right? There were the, there was money out there. The payrolls, the payroll discrepancy, you know, was still significant, but you still had teams in smaller markets and with lower payrolls able to push their way into the postseason and even into uh, World Series. That hasn't happened. And like I, I did a story about this for the Houston Press I don't know, a few weeks ago about how really over the last six or seven years, it has been the top payrolls that have been the most successful, as you would think they should be. The Astros are never going to be able to spend like the Dodgers and the Mets and the Yankees, uh, even maybe the Red Sox, because these teams have these massive television deals the Astros don't have, although the Astros deal is very solid, at least. Um, but... They're just, they don't have that kind of money, right? Those are multi, multi billionaires. Jim Crane's not quite there. So, but but they do have enough money. This year, they're probably going to be top five in payroll. The last time they were top five in payroll, this is 2019, right? So, this is a team that's going to be, they're, they're certainly going to be in the top 10. They've been in the top 11 at least for quite a while now. So, this is a team that's really, really good and I think will continue to be really, really good. That's the main point here, is that. Um, and it's thanks to Jim Crane spending money. Let's be completely honest about that, right? So, let's talk about the Oakland A's. <laughs> Why do I want to talk about the Oakland A's? This is, again, abbreviated podcast on a Friday. But listen, the Oakland A's uh, situation, or I should I say the Las Vegas A situation, is just a mess. The mayor in Vegas has said she doesn't think that the A's really belong in Las Vegas. There's like a teacher's union that's suing 
because they don't think money should be spent on a brand new stadium when they aren't making enough money. Fair. Um, then you've got the mayor of Oakland saying, hey, we already have two sites. We've got a waterfront site. We've got the Coliseum site. We'll build a new arena. We already have buy-in from the state. Like, you know, they have all these environmental regulations in California. They're already, quote, unquote, shovel ready. <clears throat> the whole thing is a mess. And it's the owner that's a mess. I think if this were Tampa Bay, if Tampa Bay had not uh, gotten a new stadium deal, Tampa Bay would be, they would, this would all be done, set, good, we're good later, right? Because ownership is good. I, fortunately or unfortunately, I spent a good chunk of my youth learning about arena deals. I worked on the uh, Houston Rockets campaign to get a new arena here built in Houston, became the Toyota Center. I watched the, the, the machinations of the Brimer bill in the legislature in the mid-90s, which ended in Minute Maid Park. I understand about hotel occupancy and car rental taxes, uh, these types of taxes that pay for these venues. Um, I understand how the Harris County Houston Sports Authority basically works. Um, and, and the funding for most of these stadiums, the funding mechanisms haven't really changed. For the most part, these stadiums are built partly by the ownership and partly by the municipality they're in. The city, the county, whoever it is, gives some money. The team gives some money. Uh, sometimes one gives more than the other. It depends on the circumstance. Um, but in the end, these are often public-private partnerships, right? They're not terribly beneficial for cities outside of the, you know, sort of, I don't know what you call it, the prestige of having the teams. Uh, there's not a real good... Uh, any good data suggesting that financially it makes the cities that much better. Uh, Multi-purpose facilities certainly are better uh, at generating revenue than uh, single-use facilities like football and others. Um, but the reality is, is that, you know, everybody wants to move to Vegas right now. And I get it. I get it. But is that really the right move for Oakland? And is it something that's going to happen? I mean, the, the league is already like unanimously said, great, go ahead and move. Um, I'm not so sure. You know, if you've ever seen anything about what happened in Sacramento, former Phoenix Suns guard Kevin Johnson was their mayor. Uh, they were going to get moved to Seattle. The mayor stepped in. They figured out they got like new ownership. I mean, there's all sorts of things that can be done. It's not a done deal by any stretch of the imagination. Even the, the stadium plans they have in Vegas are supposedly not great, uh, apparently there's some thought that maybe the stadium won't even fit in the area they're trying to do it. So I don't know. I think the whole thing is a debacle and I hate it when teams move. Look, the, the MLB is going to expand. They've already talked about expansion. It's going to happen, right? I think everybody is, wants to be in Vegas and everybody will be in Vegas. I think it's pretty likely that, uh, you're going to see a basketball team in Vegas eventually. Uh, I think there'll be one back in Seattle for sure. I think eventually you'll see baseball in Vegas too. I know people just freaking love it. I'm not a big Vegas guy personally, but I get it. I mean, Super Bowl's there this weekend. I'm picking the Chiefs. Also, I love Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I don't care what anybody else thinks about that to you. Um, so I don't know. It's a mess though. And I wanted to mention it because I find these things to be ridiculous and stupid. I went through them, you know, when I was younger trying to keep the Rockets here, and prior to that, watching people try to keep the Astros here, a vote that was very, very, very close. We watched the Oilers leave to go to Nashville and then don the Oilers uniforms. How dare they earlier this season? So I've, I've seen it. 
And I've been a little bit involved with the with the financing end of it, at least the knowledge of the financing of it. I was never involved in doing anything about it, but I at least understood it. Um, and God knows I'm no math whiz. But everything to me about this move for the A's tells me it's stupid. Everything about it says it's idiotic, It's it makes no sense, and that very likely it's going to be a failure one way or the other. And do, do you really want the A's? I mean, they're still going to have the same owner. Is he going to spend any money? He hasn't spent any damn money. And he doesn't appear to ever want to spend any money. He just wants to make money. And that's what all these owners want. But man, this one's particularly bad. <sighs> Let's not talk about that anymore. It's been a good week. Andre Johnson's going to the Hall of Fame. Jose Altuve is an Astro for life. Let's just leave on that moment. We'll be back next week with a fresh pod brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Stitcher, of course, on YouTube. Really thanks a lot for all of the new uh, subscriptions and, and, uh, and likes and um, uh, follows uh, and comments on YouTube in particular. I promise it's my responsibility. I promise to get all the videos up there uh, each week to make sure everybody can see them. Uh, you can find us on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. And on Instagram at Believe in Astros, B-L-E-A-V. Find me at Jeff Balky Blummers at Blummer27. Um, and thanks for uh, listening, uh, watching leaving us reviews, leaving us questions. Love getting them. Always read them. Look, spring training is a few days away. Spring training is on Valentine's Day. That's when catcher, pitchers and catchers report. There are going to be games in a couple of weeks, guys. Games. Actual, real baseball games. Spring training baseball games, but real baseball games. So let's do this. Have a great weekend. And as always, go Astros. <laughs>